Blog Talk Radio. Warning. You have entered the realm of the gods. So give us your mind and your full attention. So you say you deal with esoteric information? I never heard of such. Well, you're in for a treat. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Eileen L. Bay dropping jewels every day. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Eileen L. Bay dropping jewels every day. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. So you claim to be a god? Damn right I'm a god. The maker, the owner, cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, god of the So get your notepad, it's more than an hour full Watch your jaw, the crew is watching talk Indigenous to the land, wherever we stand First world order, we bring it at home in the first quarter Invisible lines don't apply, we cross borders Silly rabbit, knowledge for God No matter where you resign, Mars, Temple of Mars So don't fret or proceed with hesitation Just tune in to Blog Talk to get the information Peace Peace, peace, peace Whether you suffer from pain in your back To aches in your knees Come on down and purchase you some ancestral tea to get rid of all the parasites, toxins, and fleas. Spiritual elevation for cosmic gravitation. So put away the patience, because there's no time to be wasted. Step in the booth, you stepped on the stoop, got 
scoop to swoop to my loop. Do the knowledge, whack them seeds, get played like blue. It was the son of the saw, a gift from the gods. We move flying through the sky with golden wings. Submerged into the light, knighted by the golden king with the scepter of justice. Melanin cultivating she until we are Ethereans, finally becoming one with the righteous sun. Solar, souls are raw, magnificent glow with unconditional love. Scattered rays for days from the heavens above. Soul below, the souls trapped in the lowest depths of hell. Incarnated into 76 trillion cells to break free. You must be refined, masculine and feminine properties combined. The devil is the author of confusion. 183,000 Denomination sets post schisms and isms. Yo, isn't it written in the Bible that Jesus spoke in parables? The scriptures and gospels aren't just historical. Many passages weren't meant to be taken literal. Most of it is allegorical based on esoteric principles. Baptist versus Methodist, Pentecostal holiness versus Jehovah Witness, Mormons versus Seven Day Advances, skeptics, atheists, and agnostics, divine and cosmic tactics of the reptilians, lower fourth dimensional aliens. So beware of the draconian Satanists. Yo, they aim to imprison all true beings through ignorance. Yo, we crush the head of Leviathan. Battle my control. Martin was his name. 
I'm dealing with uh, as I, I, I especially give you uh, a lot of uh, 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 reasons uh, that I mean, seeing how that the uh, Moors and Masonry is connected because they are one right. and the same, as far as the science is concerned. Uh, right, right. And uh, they're dealing with. Uh, I just got to really talking to Brother Abdullah Talib Mosi Bay. Right. Uh, and uh, he just wrote a book called Moors and Masonry, which I'm going to talk to him about sending you your book, too, Dr. Eileen. All right, right. He's going to send you it. You know, send you one. Uh, and he touches on a lot of things and did a lot of documentation on that book. A lot of a lot of research. I mean, it's been recorded and everything and documented. And uh, seeing how the the, uh, the United States, well, so-called United States government is based off of uh, the Moorish imperial divan, you know, uh, which is the President Trump, the partner of the position that President, President Trump holds right now. Right. In this United States corporation, mm. you know, so uh, all the, the the Grand Wazir and the, the Vizier, all those uh, terms are now dealing with government now. They just have different names. Right. You know, you take uh, dealing with even your court system uh, is based off of more science, you know, off of astrology. Astronomy, you know, of cosmological science. Uh, you see, like the uh, the judge in the center and the, the prosecutor on one side and the defense is on the other side. You know, the, the reason why uh, the defense mostly in some courts. Now, most of the courts of defense uh, that means the prosecutor is on the right because the right usually represents strength. And uh, the defense, the, the uh, defense attorneys are always on, mostly on the left, and uh, right. some states, you know, yeah. uh, because it is based on uh, dealing with Roman, Roman gladiator fights. Like the gladiator always used the sword that that represents the prosecuting attorney, and the shield represents the defense attorney. <laughs> You know, when all they walk, that's based on. Mm-hmm. Right. They take things from each other and then commit to, or like you said, with the sword, or as later on, you know, that was what, the 1500s, 1600s? And then by the 1700s, 1800s, they, you know, that's when they started doing the gun as the do. You know, we see that in the old Western movies all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. You sure do. And, uh, you have the judge, or what we call a magistrate, because uh, he's not actually a judge, but you know he always rap people. You know they always rap three times, same as in the Masonic lodge, to rise mm-hmm. people up. And everybody rise, you know, and then he, then he rap one down, then everybody sit down. Same thing in the Masonic lodge. The same thing the way the Masonic Lodge works. You know, same way in the Rosicrucian Lodge works the same way, you know. And these are not secrets I'm giving out. There's not there's no there's no secrets in, real secrets in masonry. You know, like a lot of people think it is. 
I mean, no one has never came to me and talking about taking over some kind of government or uh, uh, whatever, corporation or whatever, to conspire against anyone. Nobody never came to me with that. Exactly. You know, because, you know, I mean, uh, like they have in these books, like you hear people like, let's uh, uh, see, Alex Jones and uh, all these other people, you know, talking about, you know, uh, both of these are part of the great big conspiracy. And then some people will tell you, well, yeah, well, you're not in the higher, you're not in the higher ranks, you know. They just tell you just anything in the higher levels of, uh, of masonry. You know, that's the real power. I haven't seen it yet. Right. I've been in order almost 16 years, going on 16 years, and I haven't seen it yet. You know, I haven't seen any real secrets yet. You know, uh, and like I said, because really a lot of that the science that you have as exposed to have these lives really belongs out here amongst the people because this is our science. It doesn't belong in the lodge. It belongs out here amongst the people. And that's why we so, we in so much disarray right now. You hear these people talking about all these uh Greek philosophers or like um for one instance, uh I think it was Socrates not Socrates yeah, it was Socrates. And uh, Europeans are always boasting about him all the time, but little 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 people that know that, hey, this man didn't even finish, really finished the second degree of the uh, ancient Egyptian mystery system. That's the highest he went, let alone the third. Right, that was a nine degree system. Right, right, and the three hundred and sixty degree system. You know. Uh, uh, there are certain uh, uh, brothers that are always talking about uh, why don't they, these Masons, these preachers, they think all preachers are Freemasons. All preachers are not Freemasons. No, I'm sorry. No, they're not. A lot of them are. But a lot of them just as ignorant as Masonry, that's a lot of the people that they call uh, the profane. They don't know, all they know about is rich, and that's it. Right. Why not know, know the signs? Huh? Right. Why is there ignorance? Why is there ignorance in those particular schools of thought in which I'm supposed to be by the light there? Why is that? Why, what do you think that is? Well, the thing is, uh, they don't want, to, want us to know who we really are. See, once the, that's the secret. That right. is the real number one big secret. It's us. Mm-hmm. We are that secret. See, the more we really know about real masons, the more we know about ourselves. And the more okay. we more about ourselves, the more we start climbing out this rich condition that we're in. Right. Because you can all you can rule the people while they sleep. You can't rule them while they awake. Indeed. That's true. That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. All right now, mm-hmm. right. So, 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 tell us from your experience, you know, what you discovered as far as um, masonry. I mean, it's supposed to be based on you coming back in tune and your union, um, just like it is within the yoga tradition, just like it is within the ancient Kemetic traditions, 
you know, uh, unifying sect and Hiru. Um, of course, with the mainstream, they call Hiru Hiram. Hiram of mm-hmm. You know, um, right. who, was, who was hit in the head by the three ruffians, you know, and then laid in the north. You know, um, um, you know uh, uh, tell us your correlation to that information and how that applies to us as a people. Well, the Hiram of Beth, okay, and we're speaking esoterically of the Hiram of Beth. Uh, 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 actually, really, he's a Masonic soul and mythical figure. Uh, okay, which is the sun, you know, rises in the east, and the sun sets in the south, and it and, uh, and it's, I'm not sets. I mean, I mean, at its high meridian in the south, then it sets in the west, where it's seeing what they say dies. You know, but that's why they, they always carried the body of High Mabeth on a westerly course. And that's what they based on our people, uh, the people in uh, in Africa. But we, those of us who know that we were already here, and you know, nobody knocked us in the head and carried us on a western course from Africa to here in the Western Hemisphere. But that's partly what that's based upon. The ones that the few, the very few Africans that was knocked in the head and carried to a western course, you know. That's why you see on the pyramid stone, it's away from the pyramid. That means right. that we have lost our minds. Now someone else has got it. Mm. That's why on most of my shirts, I have the, the capstone connected to the pyramid. That means right. uh, my consciousness is back. Mm. So, that's a, the true uh, great seal of the Moorish Empire. Right. This is what they are uh, masonically. This is what they're. Uh, this is what that's about. You know, us being knocked in the head, are not you know unconscious of who we are. You know, and then being raised up on debt from a dead level, which most of our people are on a dead level, to a living perpendicular on the square. You hear more talk about it all the time. You know. Uh, be on your square. Stand on your square. When you go into court, stand on your square. You know, right. don't back down. That's, right. That's a Moorish term, not a Masonic term. Right, but but even before this Moorish Renaissance, brother L, you know, we oftentimes heard it coming from the Masonic um, side of things, whether we had masons within the family or Eastern stars or whomever. That's how we heard the word square was coming from that school of thought, you know. Right. You know, right. unless you had people who was part of the nation of Islam, or people who was part of the nation and gods and earth who also speak of being on the square, you know. Um, what's your take on that, Brother L? You was also a member of the nation of Islam, you know. Yes, I was. You know, Islam. Is that to your point of view? Do you it, believe that there are um, correlations between the Masonic right and the nature of Islam? I would say yes. Okay. Because uh, even you look at the uh, um, like, our, like even the, uh, what we call Masonic dress, 
you know, like mm-hmm. uh, the black bow tie, the black suit, uh, the black white, the white shirt. You know, it has to be a white shirt. It has to be a black tie. It has to be a black suit. You know, I mean, white and black. That represents uh, they're both uh, uh, dealing with uh, 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 being in balance with each other. You know, the forces of darkness, darkness, and the forces of light. You know. Yeah, all that's correlated. You know, and it also correlated from the uh, the ritual of the Groundhog Day that uh, mm-hmm. they say they think is European, but it's not European. Mm-hmm. That's another another our rituals. That's our Aboriginal Indigenous rituals uh, for thousands and, and for thou- hundreds of thousands of years that our ancestors were practicing that the mm-hmm. Europeans had copied off, and when they see the Groundhog in the they wanted to know, see if the groundhog uh, go back. He's scared of his shadow, you know, or go back into his little cave. You know, I mean, what they mean by that, if the sun shining and the groundhog didn't see his shadow, then that means six uh, six more weeks of, of bad weather, you know. But that's where the ground, that's where the, the checkerboard square uh, was based off, off of, based on. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the light and the shadow of the light as it reflected, you know, uh, the, you know, as it become a shadow. Right, so that's and very it, similar it, to mine with the Taoism with the yin and yang symbol. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we just try to trace this information because people have so much information and they've never heard it from someone who's actually been through these various schools. Right, you know, um, you know, you you are one of the only few who have actually gone through the highest degrees within these schools, um, brother L. So they have to hear it from someone who has actually done so. It's good to hear it from somebody who's on the outside, but they don't really know because they haven't gone through some of the information, and so they are actually mm-hmm. speculating. You know, um, it's speculative information that they are presenting to the to the community, and that's a disservice to those who have actually gone through it, and we can give their rendition of what really takes place and what's really going on. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Right, because uh, <clears throat> as dealing with uh, 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 like it, when, it, when people talk about uh, the book Until the I Grant, it's also by the ancient mystic order of the Rosa Cruces, uh and they talk about the prophet, you know, the prophet, oh, he copied it off of the until the uh, grant. No, he did not. And as you explained to me yourself, Dr. Eileen, uh, uh, that comes from the ancient comedic mystery system. That's where the European got that from, like he did everything else, uh, from, uh, take, uh, taking from us and all copy from us. Uh, like the Bible, all those are compilations. He said uh, same thing with the uh, Circle Seven. You know, all those like he said that uh, the, the 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 prophet all he did was compile the information and put it in the book. He didn't write the book. You know, he he, he compiled. I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, he wrote the last three chapters in the book. You know, um, 
you know, and that was it. Basically, he gave his rendition of the information, but the first chapters, um, the first um, some about 40 of um, 40 some odd chapters, they come from the Untutiad Grant, which is from um, um, the wisdom, the infinite wisdom lessons from the Rosicrucian. Yeah. You know, and we know, you know, as being Elmark members, you know, um, and you, Brother Elf, going through the highest level, you know, that is just one of the books in which that they give out. You know, yeah. um, as a matter of fact, um, for those that really want to know, you can actually um, download a PDF of it for free. So either you can get it um, from us. No, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know you that. Know, so, yeah, so, so it's so, not... So much for secrecy, huh? Right, no secrets. It's not a secret. So, um, that's, that's the problem. They still have people believing that there's secrets. No, this, this is just confirmation. Uh-huh. You know, will individuals who are at those highest levels confirm what is being said, you know, as being true and being relevant to our existence today? That is... Um, but needs to be the focus and the speech, you know, that we need to talk about, you know, um, especially people who have not gone through those various schools, you know. Right. So let's look, let's look at nationality. Um, we know that there was a, there was a break-off between PHO and PHA, Prince Hall Origin and Prince Hall Affiliate. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Prince it's the largest, um, brother L. Right. Um, and you are a principal affiliate, right? Right. I'm pre- I'm PHA. PHA, right? But you but you also know that there's the PHO, which is the principal origin. Right. 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 Well, there's a there's a book out in which that is called um, Out of the Shadow, in which that speaks about how. Um, I believe his name is John Hilton, how he was the grand master during a particular during a particular time period here in which that we find that there was a split in the eighteen hundreds between the PHO and the PHA. Mm-hmm. And this book out of the shadow speaks specifically about that um break, um, Brother L. You know, have you got okay. a chance to um that particular book you might
Washington, D.C., or Prince Hall jurisdiction. And um, Paul Bazil, Bazil um, was the past senior warrant of the Grand Lodge of the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. So essentially, what they did, they said there was two competing sets of organizations within the Prince Hall Masonry. A majority, a majority lodges, which are subject to the Prince Hall National Grand Lodge, who are referred to as the Oh, which is the Prince Hall Origin. And then the majority of lodges who are subject to the 42 independent um, state grand lodges who are known as the PHA, Prince Hall Affiliation. And through the influence through the foreign correspondence by men such as William T. Boyd and others, many other grand lodges under the jurisdiction of the National Grand Lodge withdrew and um, or engaged in mergers with grand lodge um, lodges, independent grand lodges. And these grand lodges are now styled as PHA, which is Prince Hall Affiliate. And that basically there are also adoptive, um, appendant, and affiliate bodies, including all houses in the Scottish Rite, the North Rite, um, the Order of People Star, and the Shrine. Mm-hmm. Based on the the um, Prince Hall Independent Grand Lodge minutes from 1877 it says the National Compact was never dissolved. Now, this, this is what we get into um, some information. Um, maybe nationality or nationalism from a Masonic perspective, but it says the National Compact was never dissolved. And it says because it was constituted by the Grand Lodges, traces their lineage to African Lodge number 459. All right? Of course, we know that is Prince Hall's Lodge. Right. And, uh, and thus was their offspring. Then PHO today cannot be declared irregular or clandestine if that is the case. So the charges against PHO are reforming itself illegally to be reversed in a sense against those PHA lodges who withdrew from the compact. All right now, who put the compact together? I'm just, I'm just gonna, um, I'm not gonna, you know, get so much into it. But um, what we find out is that Freemasonism is a fraternal order, right? Which is worldwide right. and is basically an uh, institution which preserves key knowledge or parts of human um, history, anthropology, uh, philosophy, religion, cosmology, as you say. Um, metaphysics, um, mathematics, science, liberal arts, world history, um, spiritual um, geometry, jurisprudence, law, and that's what you were talking about even earlier, right? All right. Um, and then world government, astrology, um, alchemy, and the potent power of the planet, or Earth, and etc. So basically, Freemasonry is more science. All right, or the modern oh, name, oh, for, right, which is the modern name for the ancient Egyptian mysteries, um, which is which was called in ancient Egypt, Kemet or Tamari, was known as Sematawi, or Haka, or the Herbak, which was the veil or held secrets for the purpose of empowering the few. But nowadays, right, but nowadays, um, there is no secret, and it appears that it is, um at the injury or the enslavement of promotion or is being promoted ignorance of the masses for which that belongs.
but still, you know, in order to go into the lodge and have the actual, um, you know, experience of the ceremonies and the rituals, that's a whole different story. Yes, it is. So, right, so we know that there's approximately 5.9 million Freemasons worldwide and 4.1 uh, million lives in the United States and Canada. Now, the remainder 1.1 million Freemasons outside of the two North American um, countries, um, you got about 550,000 who live in England and Wales, right? And 400,000 that lives in Scotland, and, and while about 375,000 who are in Australia, India, Japan, um, Africa, and Israel, um, which accounts for about 288,000. While um, Ireland has 47,000 Freemasons and Europe has about 80,000 Freemasons, while Latin America and the Philippines accommodate about 50,000 and 10,000 uh, Freemasons uh, respectively. So today there are actually over 5,000 Prince Hall Lodges with about 47 Grand Lodges, which can trace their origins to African Lodge of the Freemasons Masons. Number one, which later becomes um, Lodge Number Four Fifty Nine, which is out of Boston, Massachusetts. Now, now in these organizations, there are over three hundred thousand master masons. Right, so the worldwide fraternal shrine family has a list of approximately thirty-five thousand, and some two hundred and twenty-seven shrine temples and two hundred courts. His women's auxiliary, which is the daughters of Isis. Um, is throughout the continent of the United States, Mexico, Canada, Germany, Italy, England, Spain, Hawaii, Japan, Korea, Thailand, Panama, and the Bahamas. Right? So the ancient Egyptian Arabic order nobles of the Mystic Tribes is primarily a benevolent, charitable, and fraternal organization. Now, its membership is dedicated to the principles of fostering civic economic and educational development programs throughout the world. Now, this is what is told to us. Uh, but then again, you have those conspiracy theories, Brother L. You know, um, you know let, let's talk about that. You know, because, you know, we also have the nonsense of these organizations, each one calling each one, you know, in some sense or fashion, the term clandestine or bogus. Yeah. yeah, they uh a lot of uh, you hear a lot of people saying they are secret societies. They are not a secret it's not a secret society. Uh secret societies don't wear emblems or symbols on their caps, on their jackets, shirts, on their on, on the back of their cars, on their license plates. Some put symbols on their license plates. Secret societies don't do that. Hmm. No, it's not, it's not it's a fraternal order, not a secret society. If I was a member of a secret society, wouldn't nobody hardly know I, I was a member. You write know. Right. Right. It's not the skull and bones, you know. It's not connected with the skull and bones, you know. Uh, always talking about. Uh, uh, the secret is of the Illuminati, you know. Well, the thing about the Illuminati is we are the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. 
That's what they have to realize. That's what they need to start telling the people. The Illuminati is us. Mm. We are that. Well, that's our pioneer of the clan. That's the, that's us. That's the we are the all seeing eye. Then the all seeing eye is within all of us. You know, it 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 goes deeper. It goes deep. You know, it it uh uh there's a lot of distorted uh images and things being said about the Masonic Order. You know, uh, but but nowadays, you know, you don't even have to go up to the thirty third degree or the thirty second degree to be a Shriner. You can be a Shriner at the third degree level. Now you can. Uh, uh, a lot of masons, if there are a lot of masons that are listening to us tonight, know I'm telling the truth, you know. And uh, uh, dealing with the Rosicrucians, well, all the Rosicrucians does is to help you uh, to make your life better by dealing with certain techniques, breathing techniques, uh, how to breathe, which is a Moorish. It's just Moorish science, which is a Moorish method that comes from the Moors. Yeah, every week. Breathe. You know, uh, you know, this is this is a lot of these what they call Rosicrucian techniques. They are not Rosicrucian techniques. Mm, okay. No, so they're are more science techniques. You know that the Moors uh, have took. You take even the. Uh, the book um, uh, The Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ And a lot of people Said that the prophet Oh the prophet Oh he copied off of Eliphaz Levi's book uh, The Aquarian Gospel of Jesus, Jesus the Christ No uh, uh, he, he plagiarized his, his work No the, the Eliphaz Levi uh, works was already plagiarized These books were already plagiarized These were already plagiarized He did all the prophet did was gather a lot of our own knowledge that has been stolen and taken from us, and 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 taken it back. That's all he done. This is our science. Okay, they stole it. We must take it back. And he tells you that George M. James tells you that in the Stogan Legacy. He tells you that that a lot of this is our science. The Greeks never had, uh, never had, uh, never uh, 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 created philosophy. Never did. Greek philosophy is ancient Egyptian philosophy that they got and 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 somewhat plagiarized those. You know, uh, a lot of uh, masons and the uh, the Masonic order think that how well they do rituals and how well they say uh, certain things in a ritual verbatimly, meaning word 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 for word without missing a word or without missing a letter or anything like that, they think that's masonry, but that's not masonry. Masonry is dealing with geography, geometry, how to cultivate the land, when to cultivate the land, how to plant your crops. You know, uh, all of this you need to know. So if you need to grow up uh, to, to have a better civilization, Right. That, that's that's the real masonry. Right. You know, and this is what our people need. Right, right. And the uh, 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 
the square and compass, that's ours. That's our symbol. Does not belong to the Europeans. Does not belong as a secret in their lives. That's not a secret. Well, I'm not well, telling well, secrets because because they are not secrets. Well, well, we the Europeans want to take all the sciences and want these Negro Masons and these Masonic lodges to keep it as a secret in these lodges. But no, the science belongs to us. Right. Who 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 is that serving? That's not serving you. You're not benefiting right. off of that. They are. Hmm. But here it is. You know, a lot of these uh, uh, these Masonic lodges got uh, parking meters in front of their lodges. You know, and they're getting tickets. You know. Who collects all that all all that revenue from them tickets, or so called revenue I say as I, I must say, uh from those tickets. Those European masons at these city halls. Mm-hmm. In these courtrooms, in these courts. Right. But what we want to the, do that's the secret. Right. You know, but we also too, Brother L is that um for many years Prince Hall Masonry was considered irregular and clandestine by by most grand lodges, jurisdiction. Um, well, the, the, you know, the truth about that is, uh, Prince Hall wasn't Prince Hall Grand Lodge was not clandestine. Right. They got a charter from England. Right. First they were uh, Prince Hall. They were initiated by an Irish foot regiment. Right. Exactly. They were, uh, 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 that's another mistake them brothers on YouTube. YouTube made. They said that it, uh, the Prince Hall. Uh, uh, was initiated by him and his eight other brothers was initiated by the Irish army. That's not true. Ireland did not have an army at that time. The Irish foot regiment served under the British army. Right. So therefore, they didn't get a charter until 1787 from England. Right. Not many people know these European lodges didn't get a charter from England. So therefore, they're the one that is clandestine. Mm -hmm. They're the one that's clandestine. Right. Exactly. That's the truth. That's what's going on. Because um, um, Sergeant John E. Bates, uh, who was the wishful master of the Grand Lodge of Ireland, like you just said, the um, Irish Grand Lodge initiated them on uh, March 6, 1775, um, into the craft of masonry on uh, Castle William Island. Or what is called Castle Island uh, for Independence in the um, Boston Harbor by members of Lodge Number Four Forty One. Um, and the military lodge was attached to the Thirty Eighth uh, Regiment of Foot. And you just finished talking about we named the first um, Staffordshire uh, Regiment, um, a British Army um, garrison. You know, which basically, mm-hmm. when the military lodge left the area, um, the African uh, 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 African Americans, or you know, more as we refer to them as, was given the authority to meet as a lodge um, for processions of the days of the um, of um, Saint John and conduct um, Masonic funerals. But they, what they are trying to say is that it was not conferred degrees nor to do any Masonic work. This is what they. Claim, brother. Also, on July the third, seventeen seventy-six, the group formed the African Lodge Number One, and the first lodge of the so-called Black Free or More Free 
um, accepted nations in the world, and the hall was made master. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is what they you know, was claiming is that well, we didn't tell y'all that y'all can you know, confer degrees or nor do any other type of Masonic work. Well, hold up, if you give me a charter, what do you think I'm going to do with that? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. You know. Because, uh... Uh, well, one thing I did touch on also, or I, I like to touch on also, is that uh, a lot of these, what you call uh, brothers, uh, what they call themselves Freemasons, right? And, and uh, I don't care whether it's Prince Hall or four letter, but they call four letter Masons, which is right. the ancient free and accepted right. What they call four letter Masons, uh, brothers in those orders, uh, they are being initiated. And another family's name, right? So that's, see, that's what, kind of what you call null and void, right? This is what Brother Jelani um, they told me too. He said Prince Hall's charter is said to have come from England. However, it was not called England during that time period. It was called the Isles of Albion. Mm. It was the home of the Yorkshire Moors. Well, with a Yorkshire Moor, then that's us. Exactly. You know, um, um, and this is the origin, like me and you talked about before, is where the York Rites um, came from, in particular through the PHO. Um, you know, so, you know, this, this, this is the thing that we have to come to the conclusion on that there's a lot of information that we have to go back and do some research on because there's lies that's being told um, on both sides. You know, okay. so like, you know, how uh, William Crimshaw, you know, we know who he was, you know, um, he was one of the delegates who was at the National Compact who broke away in which that form later on will be now called the PHA, but he destroyed the information in which that linked the PHA and the PHO together purposely hmm. because um, the cause that type of um, split you know, so you know this. This is the thing. You know, and um, this this is also an excerpt from the lessons of C.M. Bay, when the Morse Constitution speaks about Moors based on the Clock of Destiny book, Volume One and Two. C.M. Bay includes Moors referred to as African Indians, West Indians, Germans, Irish, Jew, um, Dutch, Scots, Italians, English, and French. If you read the history of Moors, you will understand that it is day, it is due to a heavy influx of Moors blood in their veins. And this is coming from Brother Nakim Amalar Bay, um, who was head of the Clock of Destiny. Um, so, you know, we wanted to add that in there because that, that is some information that will correlate to the fact of how this foot regiment from Ireland was able to um, initiate those, you know, um, into the halls of masonry, as you just said. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 that's a new one on me when you said that that they got their charter in, from England, which was called Albion at that time, mm-hmm. and from New York, from New York, you know, the many they were, they were Moors. You know, so they didn't get their charter from no European. Actually, they they really didn't. They got it from us. But, you know, exactly. 
authority from us. You know, so uh, that, 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 that's, uh, you went deep on me on that one uh, because uh, that, that that tells the whole story. Just like what Brother Dooley is doing, trying to find the connection between laws and racing, um, you know, this is something I've been doing for 30 years, you know, trying to okay. find these connections, you know, um, and that's the question is, that, you know, that you and I hooked up, you know, and you've been through these degrees, so it would be wise that probably all three of us come together, um, just like he was making mention of before. That we you know bring these you know these tidbits or pieces together so that we can further do the research. When I go back exactly. to the Grand Logic, when I go back to the Grand Logic England, um, United Grand Logic England dish coming um, October, um, my plan is to go there and spend several days there and do research because when I went there in 2008, I had the ability in order to talk with the um, curator of the museum portion. And also the library in particular. Um, in the library, I asked him for all of the information that he had on Prince Hall. That's what I asked him for. All right? Um, and so he came back with like about three different lists of books that I would have access to in order to um, do research and study. So I plan on doing um, my research there for several days and bring that information back um, and see what they say about it because. Um, it's nothing in which that, you know, we got to hear, you know, in part of what the Albion's here say, you know, concerning that. Let's see what the Grand Lodge of England says about it, you know, and okay. um, then we have more answers concerning this map. So that's the plan, but the L this year, we're going to find out a little bit more. And, um, and see, that's right. another thing. You know, when you look on the back of the dollar bill, uh, in particular, the $2 bill, when you look on the back of the two dollar bill, you will see um, two more there. You will see John Hanson, who was president, and you want to see Benjamin Banneker, who was also known as Chief Justice Ben Bay Emanuel Ali, um, who was the Prince of the Lenape and a member of the Continental Congress, um, who was also known as Prince Hall. All right, now we suspect that Prince Hall lived between 1735 to 1807. And based on what CM Bates said, he said Prince Hall was a mystic man. Now, you, anybody uh-huh. can look up the word mystic, and mystic means an allegory. So, right. who was an allegory of? Well, you look and find out that who existed during that same time period of Prince Hall, 1735 to 1807, you find that Ben Bayman Moali, known as Benjamin Bacalib, he lived at 1731 to 1806. He lived on yes. that. So here it is, you have the greatest operative Mason, and he never met the greatest speculative Mason, and they all knew the same people, and they both knew the same people. There's something wrong with that, brother. That's right. Uh, Prince Hall was a cipher, uh, like uh, dealing with uh, uh, William Shakespeare was Francis Bacon cipher. See, William Shakespeare was uh, Francis Bacon. Right. The same thing with Prince Hall with uh uh Ben Yaman Emmanuel Muali Bay. You know, mm. same thing. Right, and right. I think uh 
Benjamin Muali Bay, Emmanuel Muali Bay was a Lenape Moor. What was he? Right. The Nappy headed one. Right, exactly. We got the term Nappy one. Right, that's the headed crop. The Nappy, Nappy, Nappy. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, this is what we found out that they both lived during the same time period. Well, and I yeah. find that very interesting. You know, and I was the first one to bring that information out. You know, over 20 years ago. You know, so the you know what we find out that the following are general stories of the Nevada, and we don't know what you know. We don't have any additional information from the Nevada because the day of his death, guess what the Albion did? Guess what they did? They went and burned his home. Yes. Destroyed his information perfectly. Yes, I got that information from you. Yeah, they destroyed a lot of his works, a lot of his information. They burned it up, you know. So a lot of that, a lot of it, we 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 will never know, you know. Right. So, uh, uh, a lot of brothers, uh, even most of the brothers and the Prince Hall Masonic fraternity, still have a hard time believing that uh, Prince Hall was uh, Benjamin Emmanuel Muali Bay's cipher. He was uh, Prince Hall. Uh, there was actually no real Prince Hall, you know, and this is what uh, a lot of them having a hard time dealing with. Right, I know, I know, but it makes sense because um, when you look at Prince Hall, and you know who has let's let's say out of the two enigmas, Benjamin Banneker and Prince Hall, it's Prince Hall who has the least amount of information. And apparently the most conjecture. Why? Because Prince Hall's date of birth and birthplace are subject to conjecture. All right? Some say that he was born in England, Massachusetts, or either the um, Barbados. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the year of his birth is generally recorded as either 1735 or 1738. Now, how are you going to get three years different? Anyway, Grandmaster William um, Grimshaw um, even had it at 1748. Okay, ten years later. Now, George, um, George W. Um, Crawford issued his Prince Hall and his Fellows in 1914. Um, Henry A. Williamson published um, small booklets, a chronicle history of Prince Hall Masonry in 1934. Then you have the Prince Hall Primer in 1934. 46, and Articles of Masonic History in New York State. You have um, um, Schomburg, um, Arthur Schomburg, who did, you know, who's Schomburg um, Museum of Schomburg Library in New York, right on 133 Street in Harlem. He published his Masonic Truths, another in document. You have um, Harold Bond um, Burden Bohemus in 1940. He brought out his book on masonry called the Negro Masonry in the United States. Now, though he based much of what he wrote on Crimshaw's books, all right, um, which was um, short time later, though he discovered that Crimshaw's books was loaded with errors and fanciful writing. So, though he removed his book from distribution, right? So, 
Henry E. Davis published a more complete history of Freemasonry amongst the Negroes of America in 1946. But he also found crucial books full of myths and outright untruths. So the question is, why would William Crenshaw, who is the former grand master, you know, during his time, make all these fanciful tales about, you know, Prince Hall? Yeah, you know, what was going on? You know, well, these publications, what we found out was that these publications, however, attempted to tell in their first um, pages the story of Prince Hall, but one relied on the other for support of facts, little or no authentic material. And if they was using Crimshaw, then they would get all the wrong material. And in his earlier publication, which is the official history of Freemasonry amongst colored people in North America, 1903, he used his imagination and gave a wide range, creating material, opinions, and views which were not truthful in the attempt to render an interesting account. And the, rep- um, and the repetitive um, portions of his stories was without sound base, um, had led astray many more authors. All right? Mm. You know, and so what we found out that recent research by so-called, you know, Albion and more authors influenced the reassessment of Crimshaw works. They had to reassess it, you know, and this led to the discount of him as a Masonic historian. So they can't even use William Crimshaw, you know, he was a uh, past wishful master, uh, grand master. They can't even use his work now, but the hell? All right, so there's a book out. Right, right, there's a book out now. It's, um, Who Was Prince Hall? The Real Prince Hall by R.W. Um, Charles W. Williams III, um, past, mm. um, past master uh, um, of number 123, um, Lodge. And he states that a major source of information of Prince Hall was a book by William H. Crimshaw, a grand master of black masons in the District of Columbia. His book published in 1903, The Official History of Freemasonry Amongst the um, Colored People in North America, without representing or indicating his supporting documentation or evidence of proof, he initiated myths and untruths about Prince Hall, intermingling them with a factual material, thus representing an interesting story. In doing this, he became a writer who was recognized as a historian of Masonic or masonry among so-called black Americans. Right? So some observed that he even said that they wished that he had not even published that book, or he had led many astray, that he had misled not only subsequent um, writers, but also leaders and orators. So Charles Wesley um, in his book, Prince Hall's Life and Legacy is much harsher and points out that one author after another took Crimshaw's story as factual and endorsed and perpetrated Crimshaw's fanciful secrets and stories, I should say, as historical facts. So, most major sources of black Masonic history have been largely untrustworthy 
inaccurate and therefore unreliable. And, and Charles Wesley goes further. Now, who's Charles Wesley? Charles Wesley formed the um, uh, the Alpha Phi Alpha, right? Help with that formation. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later on. All right. All right. So Charles Wesley further stated, according to most widely circulated versions of Prince Hall's life, which originated in William Crimshaw's 1903 book, he has strongly discredited but most history books draw directly or indirectly from it, from their own sketch of Hall. So they don't even know who Hall is because the book they've been drawing from this whole time, Brother Al, which is the future history of the Freemasons amongst the colored people in America, mm-hmm. was by William Crimshaw. In a book that had many errors and outright falsehoods about the life of Joseph Prince Hall. All right? So historian Charles Wesley goes from, he says, the problem in constructing the life of Prince Hall is concerned, is concerned with his history, which we know have been related to tradition, unreliable sources, and the imagination of one writer in particular. William Shakespeare, uh, William O. Crimshaw, a Prince Hall sovereign grandmaster. He also points to uh, the absence of authentic documentation. All right? Um, so this is, this is what he said. Now, if you get the book, answers, Answering the Challenge, Answering the Challenge, um, it states that it's sad but true that the history of our mother jurisdiction, Massachusetts, has been distorted and misstated, which from regularity that is difficult for many historians, departments in Massachusetts to keep up with them. It is true that most of these untruths and statements originated from the pen of past grandmaster William Crimshaw in his book. Mm. But the sad part is that they continue to be repeated and some of our contemporary writers are still buying into those things that Crimshaw just made up. Mm. Sadder okay. still for those who recognize that Crimshaw information is not reliable or credible but unwittingly use the same information. It is safe to say that nearly every Prince Hall writer until Wesley and Wilkon Marks came out on the scene, used Crimshaw as their source, such as if you read um, John A. Wilkes, Wilkes um, Jr., 1779, for Black Square and Compass, 200 years of Prince Hall Mason. Right? Read his book. He said, therefore, the question is, why would past Grandmaster William Crimshaw, make up things or lies? That's the question that I have um, for them, um, Brother L. You know, and I doubt if I ever get an um, a answer, a, a good answer to that. You know what I mean? But this, this is the thing about um, this story in Charles Wesley. Um, may I develop into what is now widely accepted theories on Prince Hall. So right now, the theory of Prince Hall, both in the Masonic um, lodges, is more so now based on Charles um, Wesley's version. But it's still merely a theory. Right. So nevertheless, based upon research, by 11, Prince Hall was a slave to Boston Tanner William Hall. This is the same nonsense written by about Benjamin Banneker, if you want to know the truth about it. All right, that he was a slave, and that he was, um, you know, that he was seized um, in some part of West Africa as a boy between the age of 11 and 14, and then brought to hmm. England. Um, by a slave trader and sold as a slave. Now, no, is that a coincidence? Right here. 
He never right. was a slave in West Africa. I know, but this is what they said, brother. So, but this is what Charles was saying. So he come up with another fast to tell in their theory, in which that they're taking the same information, brother L, that they claim for Prince Hall that is that we read about, the same that we read in the book of Benjamin Banneker. Now, is this according to that both these boys was about the age eleven years old, and they both were brought to New England by a slave trader and sold as slaves? And they both was eleven? Huh. All right, hold up. Go on, right, okay. Let me, right, okay, hold up. Before I go any further, brother. <laughs> Before I go any further, brother L. Um I said I was going to talk about Wesley, Charles Wesley. All right. Now we know that Charles Wesley was a so-called American historian, educator, writer, author, but he became the fourth African American to receive a PhD from Harvard University. Right? He also wrote the history of the Alpha Phi Alpha in 1929. All right. Mm-hmm. And Wesley also an archon in Sigma Phi Phi the Boulay, which is the first all-black Greek letter organization. All right. He was also a Prince Hall Mason, a sovereign grand inspector. Um, general, 33 degrees in the United um, Supreme Council, Southern Jurisdiction, Prince Hall, a member of the um, Odd Fellows, the Elks, and many other fraternal organizations. You feel that his connection to the Boulay is not to slight Brother Wesley. However, let's go to another Prince Hall in Mason, in Southern Grand Inspector General, 33 degrees, who was also a more. Right? And that's it goes to the book. The Clock of Destiny, Byron Roy, written by um, Dr. Charles Mosley Bay, 30 degree, 32nd degree, 33rd degree, 360 degree. This is what he says about Prince Hall. He says, no paper has ever been found on him by a church or by state in Barbados or Boston. The place of his birth is unknown. In truth, almost nothing about Prince Hall can be documented prior to 1770. Right now, according to um, documents in Massachusetts showing that slave owner William Hall, right, freed a man named Prince Hall on April 9th, 1765. However, however, other historians say it was April 9th, 1770, as reward for 21 years of steadfast service. Now, you cannot conclusively link to any one the individual, and there exists records of no. As though few than 21 males named Prince Hall at that time, Brother L. So, how in the hell can they say that this is the Prince Hall? Yep. And several other men named Prince Hall who lived in Boston that day. Sure one, Brother L. It is extremely hard to conclusively say which man in either case is actually Prince Hall. But it is certain that by 1770, Prince Hall was free, literate, black, so called black man living in Boston. Or was he? Now, based on an overview of Prince Hall's from 1784 to present by Michael Jenkins, he writes that there are certainly disagreements about who Prince Hall or P. Hall was. And at various times in history of, of our Massachusetts and the Continental Army refers to at least three Prince Halls and one Primus Hall, and who they alleged was Prince Hall's son by his second marriage. These are, um, were all different men born at different times who worked in different occupations, married different wives at different times, and died at different places 
every time. There is disagreement regarding the origin and the date, the birth date of Fred's talk, as we may mention earlier. Fred C. Taylor, in his paper on Prince Hall, noted that Prince Hall was born as a free man at Bridgetown, Barbados. Well, British West Indies on September 12, 1748. Crenshaw states this originally, but that his obituary notice was 1807, which listed him as 72, which would give a year of birth at 1735. All right, so this is what we define in our age, brother Al. So, um, Michael Jenkins goes further. He said, this bowls out in part by the death notice appearing in the Boston newspaper published on Monday, December 7th, 1807, regarding the death of the reported 72-year-old Prince Hall. It is not at all clear precisely where he was born. So according to Prince Hall's Masonic Quiz book, uh, Prince Hall's supposed date, the birth of death date was December 7th, 1807. Was it wrong? too. Tradition has it at December the 4th, 1807. Now, this actually means no one is for sure when he died. So the question is, with all the descent of the date, how do we know when he was born or died and the members of his own Masonic order do not know? All right? So tradition has it that Prince Hall was buried at um, Cop Hill or Coop Hill burial ground but there is no record of internment. All right, now Prince Hall's marriage announcement appears in the newspaper. Prince, Negro servant, William Hall, and Sarah, Negro servant, um, Francis um, Ratchetree, um, November 2nd, 1763. But, this, but is this the Prince Hall, father of the Masonic Lodge number one? We don't know. Sarah Ratchetree was one of the supposed wives of Prince Hall was the one that was actually buried in Cop Hill or Cooper Hill. And many years later, carved behind her tombstone, it read, Here lies the body of Prince Hall, first grandmaster of the College Grand Lodge Masons in Massachusetts, died December 7, 1807. But the lodge in which that Prince Hall named was African Lodge. 459. So we doubt very seriously if the word would have been used, if um, they would have used the word "couplet," because that was the term that was not widely used during that time period. All right. So this is some more trickery that is taking place, but uh, and they're trying to put this thing together and keep this thing uh, apart from people finding out who was really Prince Hall. Right. right. So this is what they've been doing. And I mean, and if you think about it, Brother L, I mean, Prince was rather a popular name during that time because Prince was actually really a title, obviously, because there was two other masons of the Lodge 441 um, who was named Prince too, Prince Reed and Prince Raven. All right, you have Prince Sanders and even Prince um, Spooner. So Prince Taylor um, was the um, African Lodge Jr. Grand Warren and upon Prince Hall's death, Neil became Grand Master. All right, so um, these documents shows you know, that the name Prince was very popular during that time period. 
Prince Hall recently, um, um, and it was written by uh, Wright Wistful Master Raymond T. Coleman, grand historian. Now, this is what he says, brother. I'll check this out. All right. He says, Prince Hall Grand Lodge of Free and Accepted Mason Jurisdiction of, of Massachusetts. Y'all heard a lot about a man named Prince Hall, but guess what? A lot of this information was false. Where it all comes from is entirely a different story to be dealt with a different time. We are not here to dwell on or criticize misinformation. We are here to learn the truth. Once you have the truth, you have the armor that no one can penetrate. Prince Hall was born in 1738, according to one of his closest friends, Jeremy Bonnat. A disposition of Prince Hall, the theory that Prince Hall, um, Hall Grand Lodge in its 1906 proceedings says, Where did Prince Hall come from? Perhaps the greatest African American historian of all time, George Williams Washington, in 1775, put it simply this way Prince Hall was born in 1748. Where? He do not know. William is absolutely right. We do not know where Prince Hall came from and what more we grapple. We don't even know his actual name. Wait. So they already know that they don't even know Prince Hall's actual name. You don't know his actual name. You don't know anything about him. You don't know where he was born. He speculated that it was around um, 1748. But of course, that was, uh, we already talked about where they got that. 1748 information from. It goes back to 1735, 1738 um, um, to 1748. They don't know. There's a 15, um, there's, there's a 13-year um, discrepancy um, there. But Charles Mosley Bay, who's a Prince Hall um, and the founder of the um, Clock of Destiny, the Moorish National Order of the Great Seal is 1947. He says this. It's a all right. Now, what is the Great Seal? National Association of the says. But it's a body of men and women of various orders, namely Mason, Mechanics, Eastern Stars, Rose Lucretius, Buffaloes, Elks, Druids, Shriners, etc., all claiming their Moorish birthright. All right, Brother Al? No. He is the author of. The Clock of Destiny, Volume 1, and The Clock of Destiny, Volume 2, The Circle of Life, and The Zodiac Constitution, right? Now, right in Clock of Destiny, Number 2, this is what he says now. To initiate Masons, 30 degrees, 33rd, 32nd, 33rd degrees, and Eastern Stars, that Prince Hall, he says that Prince Hall is a mystic name. And Freemasonry is defined as a beautiful system of morality based on an allegory. Right? right. And illustrated by the symbols. Also right. as the realization of God by the practice of brotherhood, to reach God by doing good works to your neighbor. So, we don't think that's coincidence that he says that Prince Hall is only a mystic name. So also King Solomon Haim of this, Queen of Sheba, and David are only mystic names. This is, what he says, brother. this is what he says, Brother Al. So, um, 
this is what we see here is that um, Freemasonry, you know, has a lot of kinks that we have to um, bypass. And, you know, especially when you start talking about, you know, each one clandestine and all this other nonsense. It is clandestine. But um, it's not coming from, um, but we already showed the individuals that it came from who was clandestine within the within the, our own organization. In the Scottish rights, we have William Crimshaw who was putting out fraudulent information purposely. Either it was conspiracy or ignorance. Did they have a, a grave site like that? outside of Boston, Massachusetts? Right. Both of them all grave with his name on a tombstone. Right. And that's what I just was talking about, Brother Ellis. That is not. That's Sarah Richards or Richard Free. Um, that's her grave. That, that's who was interred um, into that graveyard. And then somebody came years later and wrote that this is where um, Prince Hall. Um, the grandmaster um, in front of the um, a large number 459 um, colored lodge. Well, number one, Chris Hall never used the term colored. If you read his speech, he used the term more. And in fact, um, um, Pimente Bay wrote um, in his book, Othello, um, Othello Children, he wrote in his book that at one time Freemason uh, referred to themselves as the Moorish right. Yes, he did. All right, so um, let's let's get back to um, who we actually are here. You know, I mean, hell, even European nations paid tribute to the Moors well into the 19th century. You know, David McRitchie in his book, United States of Bible Treaties, he says the United States, England, France, Dutch, Danes, Swedes, nations are um, um, tributary to the Moors. Shortly after the United States independence in 1783, she felt the pay the necessary tithe or taxes to Morocco for use of her water. She felt to answer Moorish um, emissary and the Moroccan responded by detaining United States ships and citizens. So this is what what about the Barbary Treaty, Brother L, by 1787, four years later, known as the Peace of Treaty between the United States and Morocco. Now, if you go to David Marie's um, volume um, one and two of the Ancient and Modern Britain, he says the Moors had control of the Atlantic and the Mediterranean, uh, Mediterranean this is why the United States uh, Marine Song could defeat the Moors from the halls of Montezuma, which is Mexico, to the shores of Tripoli, which is Libya. That's right. Confirming in the the extent of the Moorish Empire and the dominion of Mexico or Atlantis. So the United States is not a nation, nor a nationality. You don't see no United States, um, 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 United States, Stadiums. United States is of America, but America, which is our rock, is not of the United States. It is one half of superior position. Right. So in 1789, the Sultan, which is um, the Emperor Muhammad Ibn Abdullah Bey III, right? At that time, George Washington exchanged letters, which you can find almost 200 letters 
between corresponding so-called United States and um, the Moroccan Empire. And what it was about peace and actually the Sultan to intercede was in Tunis and Tripoli to obtain the rights of free navigation for American of for the United States ships in the Mediterranean. And that's what and, and anybody can find it. This letter to George Washington, um, from George Washington to Mohammed Ibn Abdullah, which they want to say, Bay the Third, Sultan of Morocco, City of New York, December 1st, 1789. If people can read that, they can go and read that. All right. See, a lot of people talking about the Moroccan Kingdom over there in Northwest Africa, but no, you're talking about the Moroccan Empire here. Right, you your favorite brother L. You have your uh, Holy Cross, chapter seven. Go to um, chapter forty-seven for me to read that. Okay, let me look forward. All right. So, um, we know who Benjamin Banneker Chief Justice Ben Bayamani Muali. Um, we know that he designed Washington D.C. All right. Um, matter of fact, go that to the go and get a two-dollar bill. All right. The first principle. Right, it might not be the picture in which they showed you of the Liberian um, ambassador, all right? Um, however, John Hanson was a Moor, and he's sitting um, in the fifth seat on the left. And then you have Prince Ben Bay, who is Ali. He's sitting methodically number 13 from the left. And the first at the table. Now, according to Masonic traditions, the Prince Hall Mason, they say that one of the wars on the $2 bill is Prince Hall. You said page what now? Um, page 46. 47. Okay. Chapter 47. Of, 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 However, according to the Elder Moors, Ben Bay is one of the two Moors. Prince, um, Chief Justice Ben Bay Emmanuel Moali of the Abenaki or the Danica tribe, known as the Lunati, who was a prince that built Elijah the Temple, and mentioned previously. All right? Now, his, it is the true origin of the name of Prince Hall. Why? Because he was a prince of the Lunati, and he built halls. And the host was what he um, designed the city of Philadelphia and Washington, D.C. Science is the federal government based on numerology and astrology or astronomy after the Sumerian structures um, or comedic instructions um, um, structures and the Moorish government. All right, he did that. So we know that Philadelphia was the um, second capital of the United States, the first was New York, um, other name of um, Belgium, um, Amsterdam, or New Amsterdam, and Philadelphia was the second, and Washington, D.C. was the third, in case you never knew. But back to, um, to my point, uh, Philadelphia was the capital that our forefathers record um, records were kept, right? And a um, matter of fact, in Cleveland, Ohio, there's many other documents in which that was once there, in which that was now being hidden, and this is how a lot of this information has been found. Um, go ahead, brother. Okay. Chapter 47, Egypt, the capital empire of the dominions of Africa. 
paragraph 1. The inhabitants of Africa are the descendants of the ancient Canaanite from the land of Canaan. Uh, here, chapter 2. Old man Cush and his family are the first inhabitants of Africa who came from the land of Canaan. Chapter, I mean, paragraph 3. His father, Ham, and his family were second. Then came the word Ethiopia, which means demarcation line of the dominion of Amexum, the first true and divine name of Africa. The dividing of the land between the father and the son. Paragraph 4. The, the, the dominion of Cush, northeast and southeast Africa, and northwest and southwest was his father's dominion of Dominion of Africa. Paragraph 5. The later years, in in later years, many of their brothers from Asia and the Holy Lands joined them. Paragraph 6. The Moabites from the land of Moab, who received permission from the Pharaoh of Egypt to settle and inhabit northwest Africa. They were the founders and are the true possessors of the present Moroccan Empire. With their Canaanite, Hittite, and Amorite brethren who sojourned from the land of Canaan seeking new homes. Paragraph 7. Their dominions and inhabitants extended from northeast and southwest Africa across the great Atlantis, even into the present North, South, and Central America, and also Mexico and the Atlantis Islands, before the great earthquake which caused the great Atlantic Ocean. Paragraph 8. The river Nile was dredged and, and dredged and made by the ancient pharaohs of Egypt in order to trade with the surrounding kingdoms. Also, the Niger River was dredged by the great pharaoh of Egypt in their ancient days for trade and and it extends eastward from the river Nile westward across the great Atlantic it was used for trade and transportation paragraph 9 according to all true and divine records of the human race there is no negro black or colored race attached to the human family because all the inhabitants of Africa were in awe of the human race, descendants of the ancient Canaanite nation from the Holy Land of Canaan. Paragraph 10. What your ancient forefathers were, you are today, without doubt or contradiction. Paragraph 11. There is one who is able to change man from the descendant of nature of his forefathers, unless his power extends beyond the great universe, creator Allah himself. Paragraph 12. These holy and divine laws are from the prophet Nobu Ali and the founder of the Uniting of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Paragraph 13. These laws are to be strictly preserved to the members of all the temples of the Moorish Science Temple of America, that they will learn to open their meeting and guide it according to the 
principles of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Paragraph 14. Every subordinate temple of the great major temple is performed under the covenant of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice and create their own laws and customs in conjunction with the laws of the Holy Prophet and the great temple. I, the Prophet Noble Drew Ali, was sent by the great God Allah to warn all Asiatics of America to repent from their sinful ways before the great and lawful day which is sure to come. Paragraph 15, the time has come when every nation must worship under its own vine and fig tree, and every tongue must confess his own. Paragraph 16, through sin and disobedience, every nation has suffered slavery due to dishonored not the creed and the principles of their forefathers. Paragraph 17, that is why the nationality of the Moors were taken away from them in 1774, and the word Negro, black, colored, was given to the Asiatics of America who were of Moorish descent because they honored not the principles of their mother and father and strayed off after the gods of Europe, of whom they knew nothing. That was the last paragraph. We're going to deal particularly with the least the first four um, paragraphs in which that particularly states how, which correlates actually to Dr. Um, Albert Churchward in his book, The Origin and Evolution of Religion, which he held that Kipigny and the Nubians, which is the Ethiopians of Kushites, were the real originators of religion. All right? Now, you get another book called The Woman of Empires by Count C. L. Aboni, um, he writes, all religions originated in Africa. The Ethiopians conceived themselves, said Theodore, a Greek philosopher or Greek historian, to be of great iniquity than any other nation. They supposed themselves also to be the inventors of divine worship, of festivals, of solemn assemblies, of sacrifices, and every other religious practices. The late Dr. Um, breath. Famed Egyptologists maintained that the Ethiopians were the first to give religious thought and aspiration to the world. All right? So this correlates to the fact of what Brother El just said about old man Kush and the children, which is i.e. us. All right? So um, I just wanted to read that um, right quick too, Brother El. You want to read uh, what, what now? Is that a different chapter? No. Just need to read that information. Oh man, Chris, what you can hear me? Okay, hold up. You can't hear me, brother. Okay, you said, oh man, Chris. Right, you can't hear me. Yes. Oh no, what I was saying was that um, Albert Church was in his book, The Origin of Evolution of Religion, and this is just a term religion, but we're talking about uh, the ceremonies and rituals. Which have evolved into what we now know as Freemasonry, that the African Pygmies and the Nubians, which are the Ethiopians and Christians, were the real originators of religion. The late Count um, Pierre Bonny, in his book, The Ruin of Empires, writes that all religions originate in Africa. The Ethiopians perceive themselves as the adorers, 
a Greek historian could be of greater iniquity than any other nation. They suppose themselves to be the inventors of divine worship, of festivals, of solemn assemblies, of sacrifices, and of every other religious practices. Right, so the late Dr. Brett's famed Egyptologist maintained that the Ethiopians were the first to give religious thoughts and aspirations to the world. Hello? Yes. Are you reading from the Abba Church Wars book? Yes. Okay. The Abba Church Wars book. Mm-hmm. It sure was. I gotta get that book. Right. Well, we get ready to go for the L. Any closing statements before we go? Oh. Uh, I think I think I think we did some good tonight. I hope a lot of people right. was listening because we definitely was dropping it tonight. And right, I hope right. we get some feedback next week about this. You know. Mm-hmm. I sure would like to hear it. And I can straighten a lot of things out for them. That's about all I got to say right now. Um, baby, yeah, um, you're going in and out since you came on. This, this, um, so try to say it again. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, tell them about the conference. Go ahead. Uh, the conference, okay. Yeah, we got the conference. I say as I said last time, I say it again. We got the conference from the uh, 17th, 18th, and 19th of this month. Uh, uh, come down to North Carolina. The brother uh, Dr. Alim and Kadir El Bay. I'm gonna be there. Brother Fahim El. I'm gonna be there. Me and uh, a couple of other brothers. Uh, going to be have a great time. Going to learn a lot of things. Going to learn a lot of science. Going to learn a lot of things. Science about law, uh, holistic health, about breathing techniques, about meditation, and different herb herbal medicines remedies we can you can use. So come on down. You know. Exactly, and that's March the seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth. This is just within a week and a half. No. You know, so come on down. Get this call at 910-364-9099. That's 910-364-9099. Give us a call. All right, give us a call, and um, come on and check this out. It's only $200 for three days of enlightenment. Um, promise you it will be the best information that you ever had in your life. All right, if you're saying that we dropped it on the radio, just imagine what we do in person. So once again, give us a call, 910-364-9099, and come on out. Three days. Three days of inspiring information. We got many lecturers coming from all over the country. Um, so come on out. You want to hear about the um, L talk? He's coming from St. Louis. You want to hear myself talk? You want to hear um, others talk? Um, there's going to be many others. Um, that's going to be going through this information, trying to tie everything in for you. You're going to have some very excitement, um, inspiring, and, and exciting times here. So, once again, for those that are interested, give the call at 910-364-9099.com on the website. And um, so that y'all can um, 
you know, get your seats, you know, for this coming event. Once again, 
covering But it's the old match of a flyaway like a mothership Where African people wear the rear and they knock it Wearing feathers on their heads just to prove feet taller than me through the transition and that's all she wrote Put on my hockey game, my cheese and treats back to the post Back to the post, back to angel time to bring heaven on earth I was the last daughter child that returned to the birth We going through the transition and that's all she wrote Put on my hockey game, my cheese and treats back to the post Yo, don't look at me the same, I ain't nothing like I used to be Upgraded daily through the lies and all the foolery My dream became lucid, I travel back in time Collecting life data for my subconscious mind That father let me know that anything is possible By pulling down the universe through my crown chakra Manipulate the energy, is all an illusion Knowing who you are kills all the confusion Why 85% judge off my appearance? I use alchemy to create the world potential My lyrics turn divas right back into queens Why those Boys, the same twice appearing back on the scene. Everybody gone mad, blaming me to your outlet. The new black Hollywood chosen straight out of the project. Global agenda war, sucking up to the master. Why the whole community going up in disaster? We going through the transition, and that's all she wrote. Put on my hockey game, my Jesus, back to the post. Came back, my angel time to bring heaven on earth. I was the last daughter child that returned to the Peace. Peace.